0: Got it. Welcome to The Sustainable Life. This is Josh Spodak. I'm here with Mike Michalowicz. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing well, man. How are you doing today?
0: I'm very good. And we, we jumped on, we immediately, you pointed out how I've not been showing up at 6am. No, I didn't point it out. Year. I just said, I haven't oh, seen you in a while. I pointed out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not accusing. I've been writing a lot, just not then. Yeah. I get and, it. Um, and then I said, I've been getting up at 5am and you you had a look on your face of like, oh, and then I said, oh, I got to record this because uh, today, as we we're recording, it's July 7th, since May 22nd, I've been off the grid. So my, and only wow. by doing this, have I looked back and realized that all the stuff I've been doing with avoiding packaged food, avoiding flying, all these things was really, I think business people have a great way of saying it. I, I started with a, a, a shift in mindset to a learner mindset followed by a path of continual improvement. Mm. And there's no way at the beginning of that path that I ever could have predicted this. Mm. And so out of view over here, I have a battery that I I walk up to the roof, 11 flights and set up my solar panels and charge it. But the main thing is I have to really reduce my power. So lights use power, waking up at 5.00 AM with the sun doesn't use power. There you go, man. I wasn't interested, do they call that, that
1: rhythm, the circadian circadian rhythm. Yeah. And so that's interesting. And, uh, I'll tell you, I just noticed your energy feels a little different in a very positive way than before. Not that it was negative, but you feel like more energized. I wonder if that's associated with the sleep sequence.
0: Could be. Although there have also been periods when, man, things get real when, when there are three cloudy days in a row, I can't get power. Yeah. And like when I used to hear People who are opposed to these things say, "Oh, you know, solar wind. The wind doesn't always blow. The sun doesn't always shine." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, that's just engineering issue. We'll figure that out." No, it's really hard. So, are, are you living off all battery power right now? Yeah. So, you, you did you actually cut the power to your space? Uh, yeah, I went over. Uh, so, you, the listeners can't see this, but I'm pointing over over on the wall over there is my circuit. I, I disconnected the circuit. I'm physically disconnected. Wow! And you have
1: light in the room from I assume from outside. Yeah. But this broadcast is going over a
0: battery yeah. off the and sun. No, cool. I've allowed myself one cheat. And I don't know if other people are like, that's not a cheat. So I work at NYU. I mean, I'm a, an adjunct professor there. So I used to go there. So I still allow myself to go there. I'm at home right now because yesterday was a sunny day. And today is a sunny day. So I can go after we finish. I'm going to go charge some more. But I still go to NYU and I can use the power. I plug in there. Yeah, I plug in my my computer, but I don't plug in this other battery that charges from the solar. How do do you keep your food cold and stuff, like the refrigerator and all that stuff? So this path of continual improvement began a long time ago. The big steps were first avoiding packaged food. That I could not have conceived of. You know, when I thought I went for a week and I made it two and a half weeks, I didn't think I could. And so people, so it's been almost three years on one load of garbage now. That's continual improvement. After that came to flying. I also thought that would be the worst year of my life. I've continued to have influence since 2016. Then came unplugging the fridge, which I thought wouldn't work. But I read about how in other countries they ferment and how like it was about Vietnam. So Vietnam, they do a lot more fermentation, a lot less refrigeration. Ah. Now here it's colder. So I use the winter. I put stuff on my windowsill and it keeps it pretty cold. Now, as it gets more in the summer, the first time I thought I wouldn't make it more than a couple of days, I made it three months. The following winter, but then it got too warm and things were going bad. So I put, plugged the fish back in the next year. I made it six and a half months this year. Last I unplugged it in September, well, uh, October, I mean, September 30th and I've made it now into July. So I think that's in my 10th month. Yeah. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It, it it, would have been for me then. And now it's not. And one of the big things I want, like, I'm hoping that some people are like, What's a, Mike McAllister? What's he doing? Sustainability—that's not his thing. Right. And one of the big parallels is reading your stuff about what you want to bring in sustainability. Uh, and sorry, in entrepreneurship, it's like it's yeah. possible. It's it's you when you do it, it's much more. It's much more. You know, it's much more easy in practice than in theory.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm so fascinated by your story. Like I got a, I got an interview around this. I just want to put a little uh, ribbon or bow on this. Uh, a guy named AJ Jacobs, also in New York city. He does these one year experiments and he wrote a book. His most popular book is called the year I lived biblically. And he lived by the law of the Bible for one year in his New York apartment with his wife. And his, he's a very funny storyteller. So it's hysterical, but it's enlightening. Uh, you got something like that going on. Like, this is a book like the year I went off the grid or the, the, you know, off the grid forever in New York city. Like it's unbelievable.
0: I'm well, I'm, so I'm pretty close to a book deal, not on this. Mm. but this is something that I can't stop myself because it's a joyful experience. I'm not I'm obligated to do this. I'm not doing it under any sense of like, I should people are like, Oh, that's so good. What are you doing? I'm like, it's, I'm having fun. Yeah. 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 But, but you, you, you're, you're, you're also kind of the,
1: the ship going through breaking the ice and now people can come behind you. No, no one wants to be the first one. Like no one it's terrifying. Yeah. Now
0: there have been cases. There's this guy who did uh, no impact man, Colin Bevan, uh, who did it for a year before. And he's got a, he had a wife and kid, uh, a daughter, I think. And, um, but he wasn't, he, his goals is, a slightly different than me, but me, and I haven't contacted him yet, but I was, I, I, his name is on my mind because I, I'm now writing. I started to write this piece of, um, uh, how to go off? How I went off the grid for a month in Manhattan. Now I'm a month and a half in, because I started two weeks into a, a billing cycle. So my con ed bill didn't show zero. It showed two weeks on two weeks off. So I had to, I'm like, Oh, well, I gotta go. I got to get the zero. I got the zero. Yeah. it's actually smart. Start halfway through and you have to improve it. Well, I I, actually, that's part of the story is that I had, I've learned that if I plan and analyze, that's just delaying. Yeah. And if I just say like, I I really realized like I once, at one point I cooked something off in the pressure cooker using this thing, uh, using the battery. And I was like, you know, when am I going to start this thing? And I'm thinking, well, I should really figure out how much power the computer uses, how much the light uses and what do I do about this? And, And then, but then I said that analyzing planning just delays things. You're not going to die. And then part of my mind was like, I guess I started. That's wild. That's and wild. that's the way to do it. But I, that could only come through the, what I learned from the other experiences of, of the unplugging the fridge and things like that. Yeah, yeah. 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 I love it. I love it. And so I'm hoping that people are like, why is Michalowicz on this yeah. uh, sustainability thing? I'm hoping that they're thinking, well, I didn't think I could do his thing. And now, you know, the parallels are really strong. I, I think I said that last time.
1: Yeah, you did, and you know, I think what it is with business
0: is um, profit first,
1: specifically among other things. But it's all about how to get more with less. So profit first. When you take your profit really first, coming your business, it forces down the operating expenses. So you get out of that. We're gonna take it takes money to, to make money. That that belief, I think, is total BS. Mm-hmm. It's a very spending mindset, right? Like it takes money to make money. You got to spend, spend, spend. My belief is you got to be innovative. It's really thought that facilitates growth. So you reserve that. My most recent book, which is about marketing, in that I was studying what the most successful businesses do with how do they market effectively? But I'm not saying like these mega businesses, micro business, how, how do they stand out? And inevitably, it's by breaking the patterns that are established because the patterns that are established say, the most popular thing right now is Facebook ads. When it's established, it becomes more costly. So it's all about that spend, spend, spending it, and so and get different. That's the marketing book. I tell people, I invite people, let's do what no one else is doing, which ironically or coincidentally costs so much less in money, in time, in resources, which are all forms of
0: saving. It's yeah, it's so easy to get caught up in like just this is what everyone else does, and what else you know? I, I, it's so helpless. It's so hopeless and helpless here's here are the words that helpless hopeless guilt and shame that people feel and the way out is not to navel gaze it's not to point fingers not to be outraged it's not to act blindly so it's really useful i mean your books are so clear like do this <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah in this order uh, read this one first then do that one and you've done it right it, like you so yeah, have the icebreaker. It's very useful to have the icebreaker. And it's, it's really hard to be the icebreaker.
1: It really is. Because because it's not the norm, the established approach, you're an outlier, which, which frightens people. When I wrote Profit First, I remember I was invited to speak at a uh, accounting conference. And uh, I said, well, the gap is crap. It, 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 it's wrong. And that's what we need to do. And I was disinvited immediately <laughs> because I was challenging a norm. And, um, I think that's, that's normal. I, you know, I, I talk about Colin Kaspernak, the first guy to kneel, um, during the, um, the, the, uh, national anthem, the U S national anthem at a football game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it was paying homage to, um, African Americans, minorities, and he was chastised for it. I mean, he, Oh yeah. 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 Still, yeah. still, and still is. But he was the first to do it. Then, as you watch it progress, others start replicating. And then the NFL issues an apology saying we were wrong. And it took years to get there. But NFL and and others attacked him, assaulted him. How dare you? And ultimately, enough momentum kicked in. And the George Floyd murder resulted in this, oh, my gosh, there is an awareness. It takes
0: huge
1: balls to be the Mm 1st there's a, I think it's in, I don't know where the the analogy comes from, but somewhere there's crabs, right? I mean, it, it oh, crabs in the bucket. Yeah, yeah, crabs in a bucket, right? That that analogy, and that's that's what it is. And, and when you if a crab ever escapes, all the other crabs are like, "F you, man! You're you're you meant to be down here." But then if you start pulling another one out, then the crabs like, "Oh my gosh, this is my link to safety." So it's, it's, ter- it's terrifying to be the first, but someone has to do it. And it takes absolute courage, but it can transform the world. Yeah. And um, you just said I got big balls. I don't know. I've never seen you naked, uh, just <laughs> for the record. But I presume you
0: do. Well, figuratively speaking. Figuratively. And maybe literally. I don't know. And it helps me clarify one of the big shifts. A lot of people hear what I do. They'll listen to this podcast and I say, Josh, I love how you get people to do all these little things. It's not big versus little. That's all exterior. That's all other people judging you. Yeah. It's intrinsic versus extrinsic. Yeah. And this is what, probably since, it's been a year since we spoke. So the, partly that means I'm showing up at 6 a.m. Bah, all right. I'll, I'll shuffle a bit more. And also, I might not have had as well then. Now, I really make sure that when I talk to the person, I connect what they shared. With you, I remember Glacier National Monument. Oh, National yeah. Park, National Monument, National Park, and, yeah. and describing New York City as a giant cigarette, that like the world's largest cigarette, <laughs> and the emotion attached to that, I make sure to really get, bring that out in people. What is the difference between these things? Everyone spends their time on, uh, I shouldn't say everyone, but, you know, most dialogue is about, oh, this is terrible what's happening here, and everyone should do this, and it's terrible, and point fingers. Yeah when people act for their intrinsic reasons. Yeah. It's joy. It's, it's, it's unique to each person. Some it's freedom, some it's accomplishment, some it's connection with their kids. It's, and, but it's interior and it's, it's it's intrinsic and it leads to more people doing more than they expected.
1: I'm really into studying and understanding psychology behavior. Um, I'm not degreed in this by any stretch of imagination, but it's just a, Interest of mine, because I think when we understand our mind, how it operates, we can get better results for ourselves and for humanity. And one interesting um, way that our thing I observed now, I codify it this way, is that it is far easier to channel who you are than to change who you are. What I mean is that we have our routine, our process, it, we get very comfortable in it. And to try to change is very difficult. It's like, you know, going to the gym, like, hey, I got to start exercising. I'm gonna start going to the gym every single day. Yeah, day one you get there and you're enthusiastic about. It. Day two you're a little bit tired and you're maybe you're feeling pain and you never show up again by day three or four because you're you're asking this magnificent change. Channeling is an observation of what you currently do in and inserting inter- some kind of system that allows you to continue that behavior but triggers the better result. So I did this for myself with fitness. You know, I was like, I gotta work out five days a week, and I was convincing myself that I was participating at level, but when I measured, this is 10 years ago. When I measured it like once, twice a week. I'd always have a reason to cop out, but then I looked at my pattern. I noticed when I wake up in the morning, I go from the bed, I go to the bathroom, get a cup of coffee, scroll through the news. And somewhere in that point that I'm like, Oh, the day's getting away from me. I skip the gym. That pattern though, in the beginning, get up bathroom, coffee. I inserted an intercept. I, I put my gym shoes on top of the toilet seat. So when I wake up in the morning The only way I can use the bathroom is by grabbing my gym shoes and then put them on my feet and the momentum kicks in. I don't have to change my behavior because now I have this intercept that allows me to continue that exact pattern and the momentum kicks in and it's transformed my exercise regimen. I'm religious about it. I haven't missed it in 10 years. Um, I think that's true for any change we want to invoke. We have this grand vision, but if we try to change ourselves to get there, it's going to be a fight with ourselves the entire way. But if we can see ways that we can channel, continue to do what we're doing, but have a little system change, that can be transformative. And tr- it triggers a story I just got to share with you. You invited me on the last call, the trogging. that trogging, you know? oh, what was it called? Plugging a plugging. Well, <laughs> I now call it trogging. So sorry. <laughs> um, and you said, hey, what, what's the challenge you want to do? I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do that. I went out. And, uh, f- first of all, it, it, was, it was really interesting about that realization it, to your point. It's like, you know, you can theorize about it. You can plan for, it, but when you do, it's different. So I brought out a, a big trash bag and I'm like, okay, I'll probably fill up a few pieces here and there, dude, I didn't get more than two miles and the load was so heavy. And then I was like, God, oh, this is unbelievable. Then some people in the neighborhood saw me doing it. It's like, what are you doing? I'm like, it's trogging Plogging. It's trogging. I'm like, you You jog and you pick up trash. And this guy's like, you're insane, dude. So they're, you know, that attack on being the different person comes in different flavors. Sometimes it's an assault like Colin Kaspernack's experience. Other times uh, it's poking fun. It's like, you're the weirdo. Um, But this guy got super, this one guy, George, got super engaged. Like, this is pretty wild what you're doing. But Here's some of the interesting things. When I was carrying that load, I was going for a four-mile run. Two miles, I couldn't carry anymore. It was too much trash. I was like, oh, the the problem was bigger than I was choosing to see, so it brought an awareness to me. The second thing is I then started making a game out of it because I I can't carry this. If I would run any distance and I missed a piece of garbage, uh, I would put down the bag, run back to that garbage, pick it up and put it in, and start jogging again. So I, I started kind of this looping process of running and picking things up. But if I missed something, because I would scout, I would kind of scam back. I had to sprint back. And so it became like this new exercise regimen, which was fun. Um, so engaged me in that behavior. Now, I have a foot injury, so carrying a load actually started causing physical pain. But it, it inspired me to realize wow, our, our little neighborhood's got a lot of trash going on. And so now I'm out there. I just did a last month with my wife who we have a little ATV electric. So, you know, ATV and and she sits there and she's got the garbage can. I just go down and and picking all this stuff up. But this is my favorite part. There's one neighbor who historically has had trash kind of fall around, you know, a bear comes and knocks over the garbage can and they don't pick it up. It's kind of like a known fact. So I started picking up their stuff for them. I didn't talk to him, nothing, just pick it up, put it away. Well, I was driving to work. I saw the trash can knocked over and stuff It happens every so often over the place. I'm like, okay, well, here's my next pickup routine. When I come back uh, in the next day or two, I came back that night. It was all cleaned up. I'm like, oh my oh, gosh. And I got to my wife. i like, you did this night? She's like, no, I, I couldn't believe it. I think they're, they did it. Never talked to him. Never saw them. I don't know if they saw me, but it's interesting how the first little dent is happening that people are replicating that action. I guess if you're a crazy person long enough people start to copy
0: it. I'm going to tell you, first of all, this is incredibly heartwarming because the feeling that I get when someone that I didn't interact with acts, that's a movement. Right. Right. And because I never talked to your neighbor. No, I've never talked to him. I mean, he's like down the road from me, you know, And I'm going to tell you that the, I'm going to tell you two cases of this with me. One is this guy who's been doing some design work with me. One day he talks about how he sees his daughter picking up litter and he says, how can you pick up litter? And she's happy. She's like, you know, oh, picking up. And he goes, why are you picking, you know, how'd you happen I'm glad you're doing it, whatever her name is, daughter, you know, she's like 10, 12 years old. And she goes, I, uh, because you picked it up. Or mm. uh, you pick up litter? And I said, and then he says, Josh, I pick up litter because you pick up litter. And I, I meet people these days in Washington Square Park and we go walk around and pick up litter together, which is like shocking. I, I'm putting in the chat, and I'll put in the, in the link for I see, to read, yeah, yeah. is the um, uh, in the, in the text for people to read is the pictures I took and the videos I took of Washington Square park after the pride March,
1: a couple of oh, cool.
0: Oh man. It is. I mean, it's cool that I did it, but prepare it's, it's prepare for a sober moment of what it looked like.
1: Oh yeah. 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 I'm just going through it right now. My God. Unbelievable.
0: And, and, and this year you'll see it has a link to last year, which was even more. And, yeah.
1: Unbelievable.
0: And, and by the way, you know, it, it's easy to say, oh, the people who did it, well, they, everyone is responsible for their own actions, but the organizers, it's a, it's a failure of leadership at every level of society yeah. that something like this happens. And yeah. um, I could go on about that. And uh, if you want to come on it again, I, I will, but I'm, I'm going to point out that um, one, I'm working with the, the leaders of that organization of those organizations. Now there's two parades, there's pride march and career liberation march. I'm working with them to. Change this to take responsibility. Yeah. But I also want to point out that the, um, I, I mentioned that because I mentioned picking up litter in Washington Square Park. There's another guy that I'm working with. And I walked him through this process and he started picking up litter with his daughter. And there's a picture he showed me. We're working on this presentation. And he showed me this picture of his daughter. And his daughter is like, standing there holding a piece of litter and she's smiling. She's really happy. And he said, what happened? She was on some jungle gym at this place where they pick up litter. And she like ran over to get this piece. He took the picture. It's a really lovely picture. Why did he show it to me then? Because we we're preparing this proposal together. to the head of, of I can't go into the details. It's one of the most, it's, it's a it's a giant oil company. It's one of the giant global oil companies. You know it, you've mm-hmm. bought from them. He is showing it to the top person in climate and sustainability at that place to say we, we should work with Josh because yes, we want to fix all these problems, but this is going to help ourselves. This is going yeah. to bring us closer to our children. Yeah. This is, we should act sooner. That's a
1: great message. I love that. I love, you know, cause what you're doing, at least what I'm seeing here is, Oh, you're moving from changing to channeling, right? So there's a reason now I want to be closer to my children. You have a picture affirming how this can be celebratory. And now Oh, I have a way to connect with my child by doing yeah. this thing. Yeah. It's funny Two where the, degrees,
0: three degrees, that's all abstract. We don't yeah. know what that's Isn't like. it interesting.
1: It's funny. Like the, the primary component picking up later in this case is not the primary goal and it's okay. Right. The primary goal is to connect with my child, to, to demonstrate that I care for our community and whatever, whatever the meaning is, but to connect with my child is the primary goal The method now becomes picking up litter. Um, That's super interesting.
0: That's the whole, my whole game, the Spodek method is it begins with, well, I was about to say it begins with asking the person what the environment means to them. I don't know. I could never have guessed at Glacier National Park had you not told me about it. Yeah. And whatever resonates with you, others will hear, I mean, your thing won't resonate with them. I mean, right, right. But their thing will. And that's one of the things about nature is that everyone responds to whatever the thing is, time in trees or uh, in, in forests or walking on the beach or whatever it is for them. But actually there's a step before that, which is to behave and communicate in ways that make them feel comfortable sharing what could otherwise be a vulnerability because that's why people come out with all this outrage. is It's cocktail party talk. It's, it's stuff yeah. that you can safely say. Yeah,
1: yeah outrage, it's funny. The same thing is... So you know, from my perspective, working with small business owners, is there's so much talk about my business should be profitable, and um, it's big companies that are destroying me, and it's you know there's becomes a finger pointing, and they should they should fix this. It's their problem. My accountant, my accountant's failing me. It's it's instant finger pointing, and then there's because of that, I think we become so entrenched in that belief. I was that I can't fix this. It's unfixable that then i become very skeptical of trying something that could fix it. So like with profit first, you know, money comes in, take your profit first, secure it away. It's a pay yourself first principle, apply the business and I'm like it can't be that simple. And it, and this also means I have to own that the problem is mine and that that's a difficult nut to swallow. Yeah. Um, but then I think w- one technique I used to get past that, I said, well, the, the path i'm on of finger pointing and blaming and this is never going to work is only going to keep me in this path and this path is not infinite it's going to end not well um if i try this new path to your point is it going to kill me if i, if I turn off the electricity am i going to die like no okay then it's probably a worthy experiment prophet first for me started as an experiment that trogging plogging started off as a little experiment and it's turning into uh, it's morphing for me so i can do it in a way that's joyful but also um, it would never happen
0: if I didn't take that initial risk. I would love to, I know we're running out of time and I hope we can get more time to talk another time. What is, I'm, I'm going to ask you two questions. What are the emotions that this experience, what's been the emotional experience, the journey of this, whether it's a cor- over the course of the entire year of what it was like when you first conceived of it, when you're doing it. And how has it affected relationships? I mean, you, you alluded to your wife and.
1: Yeah. Well, my neighbor, George, uh, it was funny. I got, I know him and he's like, dude, you're crazy. But he's like, you know what? I I haven't seen him join that process, but, but he noticed, which is joining in a different type of way. What I noticed about my own behavior is as I did that and uh, clean up, my wife joined me. My wife is also resistant. She's like, well, you know, why should we do this? No one else is doing it. So why should it be us? I'm like, well, if it's not me um, and no one else is doing it, it's got to start somewhere. So, and we've done it multiple times together now. So the first time was kind of, mm, I'll tell you the transformation of my wife is she always sat in the ATV and see the garbage can. She was, she was our driver, and that was the deal. Started getting out of the ATV. She had, she had a little pickup thing, like where you, you, with a pincher that you can pick something up. So if she would drive by something, she'd pick it up. Started getting out and climbing around. I was like, okay, this, this is kind of a little more varsity for her. That's, that was not something she would typically have done in the past. I also saw a transformation in my own thinking. I think this is probably the most significant. In the beginning, when I was doing it, there was a little bit like, I'm doing this alone. Why is no one else doing this? Why am I doing this? Like, like almost a blame game started kicking in. Even though I was doing it and knowing the logic that I'm trying to inspire myself to continue and perhaps inspire others in this process, I started blaming why I was doing it. Saying, Why is no one else doing this? Which I also realized, oh, if I keep doing that, I'm going to defeat my ability or my desire to keep doing it. But then there was a certain point. I can't say, I can't pinpoint the moment or the day, but at a certain point it's like, oh, this is a good thing. It is joyous. Like I'm I'm smiling, picking up the garbage. Um, just today, walking down the little main street here in the town I live in, there was a little bag rolling down. So I grabbed it. I'm walking down the street. There's a lot of people walking the street. Everyone that was with there probably witnessed this guy picking it up, wearing his little vest and tie, and walked three or four blocks to the next garbage can and disposed of it. And uh I don't care now if anyone else noticed in a way that they feel compelled to take action. I feel joyous the fact that I did it. I know now that someone somewhere made a mental registry enough that it may inspire their change. That's been a change inside myself that I didn't expect from that expectation of others now too. I don't expect anything from anyone else, but I'm joyously doing this for myself.
0: It's torture to say, we got to wrap up. (laughs) I really want to continue this conversation. I hope we get to at some point. Well, you got, you got to charge a battery, bro. Yeah. It's actually getting kind of low. Well, perfect timing. Uh, And you know, I got to reciprocate too. I got to get you
1: to do like, this is book worthy. I got to keep doing what you're doing and please do keep me posted on this grand experiment. If I can use those words, uh, because I think you're going to inspire a lot of people and it's got to be documented, not just by yourself, but maybe by some other authors too.
0: Well, uh, I'll follow up any leads that you have for your, I mean, for people who don't know this already, if you go to Amazon and, and scroll, like, what is it? You're in the top 10 or top hundred books of, of business or entrepreneurship. I mean, I'm like, scrolling yeah, yeah. Probably, probably, first
1: probably first is one of the top 1000 books in the world. I think it's yeah. higher than that. I mean, yeah. It's, it, yeah, I'm just saying of all books sold. It, yeah. It's oh, of all books. Yeah. Of all, of all books it's in the top 1000 of all books. And, um, that's amazing, but it. And it points to the fact that there's a need there. Uh, So it's inspired me to double down, to triple down. Like, okay. Cause for the, like you, I'm scratching the surface. I got, I got 30, I'm sorry, 300 million small businesses. I got to serve. I I, got to scratch the surface. You go to any business person and say, Hey, how's Prop first serving you. They'll say, what, who's, what are you talking about? I gotta get past that. Just like this movement too, with, with cleaning up our, our globe. Um, there's, most people are still like, what? Who's this? But we're, we're making a scratch. We're, we're scratching something. So I'm doubling it down.
0: Anything you want to close with uh, to any messages to the listeners on the experience or go trogging? Cause it's better <laughs> than plogging. <laughs> yeah. When you said that, I was thinking, uh, let's just have trogging, plugging. We'll call it trogging and we'll, we'll reclaim it in the U S Reclaim it, reclaim. It. Yeah. I can say what's plugging stand for? Plucker. Jogging. jogging. Clock, right. Something like so that. So I made it trogging just because it was trash jogging. Oh, trogging. trash Okay. I was wondering what that was. Yeah, and nice. I was I was thinking when you're saying like with the wife, and I was thinking of something something like the family. I was putting together things that don't fit together, but the family the, that uh, trogs together lives biblically together.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. hi yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: right, brother. Well, thanks for thanks for having me. I appreciate this. Thank you for sharing and uh look forward to following. I'll see you maybe tomorrow at 6 a.m. Maybe. Maybe I'll see you there. Thank you. Bye, brother.